Hang on, we haven't. Oh, we are live. Good, thank ah, you. <laughs> you know what? Like, it's nice to talk to someone who's live. Being a medium, we speak to so many people. We're not sure whether they're alive or not. So when you say we're live, I think that's good confirmation. I feel healed already. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was whirring here, and I'm like, what's going on? But we're live. Good evening, everybody. Uh, and welcome to another one of our Spiritualism Lyceum Nights, and a very warm welcome to a lovely gentleman, Mr. Peter Steedman. Peter, good okay. evening to you, sir. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you for having me here as well, and thank you to those who are joining us, and also those who will join us at some point later on, because I know that you know, we're able to watch this at various times, and thank you for being here. Lovely. Absolutely wonderful. We're having a slight drift off of the Spiritualism Lyceum tonight, but still working with spirit energy and our own energy, uh, because Peter is an absolutely fabulous remote healer, remote energy worker, and he's going to be giving us some tips tonight on balancing energies and the protection techniques, because we are, again, coming into a new phase of the way we live and we don't just suddenly all burst back into going to the shops and maybe going for a beer or oh, I think you know these things take a little time to sort of like reacclimatize ourselves so I know Peter and I trust him implicitly with his knowledge and understanding of his work will be here tonight giving us tips on how to help ourselves. If at all during the evening you have any comments, please do post them in the comments box. But without further ado, Peter, sir, very thank warm you. welcome and over to you. Thank you, Laurie, very much. And thank you, everyone who's joined us as well. Probably some of you probably have uh, come across me before. I did do a talk, didn't I, Laurie? Um, was it last July, something like that? And uh, so I was very grateful to do that. I've been working, I would say, professionally doing this sort of work for now 31 years. I've been aware of spirit when I first channeled spirit when I was 11 years old. And I'm pretty old now, so it's 50 years at least. <laughs> but it was some time before it all started to open up and for me. And I think one of the things that I remember vividly, which is really important for us to understand in what we're talking about this evening when i first sat for development in a development circle the medium there the teacher said to me peter do you realize when you do this you're making a commitment the commitment not only to what you're developing but you will become much more sensitive to everything you will become more sensitive to pain to happiness to the energies around you are you prepared to manage that. And so it was a really important for me as I developed and then started to teach was when people would say to me, I would like to develop my intuition and become more of a healer and a medium would say, hang on a minute, you already have that. What you have to do is learn how to discipline it and control it because I remember vividly that time when I used to go shopping with my family when they were young, round a big store, and by the time I came out, I felt like I'd run a marathon. I was drained because of my sensitivity was still open enough to be picking up on all that stress around me. 
And that wasn't a good place to be. I thought, if I can't manage that, how on earth am I going to be able to sit down with someone who has need and has been through trauma and to stay empathic, compassionate, but also be intuitive enough to be able to help them through that without getting caught up in that story to be triggering me, but also to become drained as well. So all of us have become sensitive and more sensitive as we've gone through life's experiences. That means that where for all of us who have gone through this period, that has been a challenging one for all of us, young and old, around the world where we have had what we thought was our support system taken away. And then you find yourself shut away, locked away, or your free will taken away. That challenges every spiritual being who has had a yearning to be free since they've been born. Every spiritual being, which is all of us, have had the desire to have free will, to be a free spirit to express ourselves, to be creative, to be heard, to be listened to. And for many, they've found that really hard because it hasn't always been an upbringing which has allowed that to happen. But now we're in an environment where you have had walls put around you. Now, for those that know me or have been on my website will know my story that I was brought up, born into and brought up in a religious sect, a very strict one. Some call it a cult. Um, but for me, that growing up period was it had many wonderful assets within it, which helped me with my spiritual awareness and my sensitivity. But also there were always the walls. I was always told not to step out of those boundaries or else there will be something horrible out there, something evil. Well, of course, for me, that may be intrigued as to what it was, but I wasn't allowed to do it. But I also vividly remember the moment when I was kicked out from that and I had everything taken away from me, which was my family, the friends I'd grown up with, the job, the home I was in, and just left to say, go then. If you want to be out there, if you don't want to be with us, go. I remember that feeling of not knowing what to do, where to go, who I was. I remember feeling very vulnerable. Uh, I was naive. I was unsure of who to trust, what to believe. Part of me wanted to go wild. But there was a point when I started to ask myself what was right for me. And I think in this time where we are emerging from the lockdowns for all of us, I want you to remember that if you can imagine that all of us, if we could take the analogy of this all being one big garden, and in that garden, every one of you are a flower, a bush, or a tree in that garden. Every one of you grow and have grown in your own unique way. That doesn't mean that you are wrong because you are different to the flower next to you because you've grown in a slightly different way. You're just growing up towards what brings you light. But at the same time, the roots have to go down to hold you when there's winds and breezes. So what are your roots? So when the lockdowns came in and when we come to this point where so much has taken away we thought was important, you started to realize, I think, the things that were important and the things you really missed and the things actually you'd got so absorbed by that actually did they really matter. And then you would start to think, so who am I? And what is it that gives me an anchor 
while everything else seems to have disappeared. What holds me and gives me hope? How do I start the day? Is it with gratitude or with fear? And so for many all over the world, young and old, who have been triggered by anxieties, by fear, by worry, they have got easily hooked into listening or watching negative conversations for too long until you almost lose sight of lost sight of what your heart is saying for you. To what gives you that feeling that makes you feel safe, what makes you feel empowered, and also to feel that you can be different to someone else and not have to justify it and still be okay because that's important for all of us. So I would like to reassure you, out of interest in terms of my work, which is mainly along the healing lines, particularly doing a lot of remote healing and clearing from houses that have been uh, all over the place energetically, from young people from the age of maybe two, even less than that, I think, upwards to 90 years of age. When last month I looked back, I had helped 90 different people and in 25 homes. Last year, I had helped people in 21 different countries, all who had suffered anxieties and fears, worries and concerns, had health issues or were with someone with a health issue. So I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know it's not just you who's waking up feeling, why can't I sleep? Why have I got these aches and pains? Why am I getting these nightmares and these dreams? How on earth am I going to get the courage to go out and drive again when I haven't been able to go out? How on earth am I going to deal with someone I don't particularly like coming around to my house and banging on the door and wanting to spend time with me? So all of us are having to address these challenges. But what I want to share with you today is the tips, resources, techniques which have worked for me. I I've trained in different things but I've never been stuck with one thing because I've taken bits and pieces that resonate with me and I love the simple things that help us to find balance to feel safe and to feel that we can step out into this busy often noisy world and not feel overwhelmed but there are things that you need to do so the things I'm going to share with you I want you to tonight just to take on board the things that you feel comfortable with and are drawn to. And if you're not, if it doesn't really draw you in, maybe it will be for someone else. So it's important to start off the day well. So I want to share with you a daily invocation which I came across and I really resonated with it. Now I don't use it every day, but there's times when I need to feel lifted in the morning, inspired for the work I'm going to do. So this daily invitation, I'm going to share with you, I'm going to read it out, and I want you just to either close your eyes and just listen to the words. If you like it, if you'd like a copy, please feel free to message me, and I'm happy to share it with you. And so this is the daily invocation, which I often start the day with, and if I just need that boost to energy. So if you wish to, just close your eyes. And just take a comfortable breath where you're breathing in through the nose, noticing the coolness of the air on your nostrils. Feel your lungs expand. And as you breathe out, just feel your whole body just beginning to feel supported by the seat you're sat on. 
take that opportunity to imagine you've taken off a heavy overcoat. And in that overcoat with lots of pockets, those pockets hold all those worries, responsibilities, the problems, the anxieties, often to do with other people or what other people are putting there. And you're just taking that heavy overcoat off and just remind yourself that this little bit of time is for you so that your mind and body, the organs and cells of your body and everything that makes up who you are can listen to the words you now hear and that you can just receive that are given freely. So here is this invocation. Today, I invite the divine wisdom to fill my heart and my mind with light energy and intuitive power. I am open to miracles. And you can just follow this and just say it in your mind after me. I am ready to follow the angelic guidance. Whatever comes my way is a blessing. I am open to receive it. I will pay attention. I will clear my mind and body of old karmic energy, limiting beliefs, worries and fears. I am connected to my higher self, the angels, spirit teachers, guides, guardian angels, whoever it is that you connect with and call on. I am a channel of powerful psychic insights and visions. I am protected and energized by the divine grace of my spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so there's the invocation which you can use on a daily basis. So that's one which is uplifting. You could adapt the words to suit yourself. But what it is, as soon as you spend those few minutes speaking those words and listening to those words, everything else that's been around, which has been oppressive and fearful, is pushed to one side. So one of the most important um, wisdoms which I've ever learned in terms of words and thoughts is what we perceive around us changes when we change what's inside of me. So if I change me, then what I see around me changes. The picture changes. The things I notice are things I see. You'll notice as well that if you give something attention, you give it energy. So if you go through the day saying, I must not be afraid. I must not worry. I must not uh, be scared to go out. I must must not feel weak. Every time you are emphasizing and giving more energy and giving more attention to all the things that you don't want. So the secret to avoid attracting that negative energy and to break away from it is instead affirm the positive things. I am peaceful. I am safe. I am now here. A really good simple exercise to start with every morning is before you even get out of bed is just say thank you for three things that you notice on that morning. Okay, so it's not saying thank you for what happened last week, not saying thank you for passing your driving test 20 years ago or swimming your first length. That's all old stuff. 
you need to bring yourself into the present. Most fears and anxieties and worries are about the past or it's about what may happen in the future, which you can almost self-manifest that anyway. So the way to stay present is to remind yourself of gratitude for three things that day. So it may be that you just open your eyes and you see the sun coming through the curtains into the bedroom. So you say, thank you for the sunshine. You may also just look and notice a picture on the wall or a photograph on the wall that makes you smile. Thank you for the photograph of that person that always lifts my spirits. You may also find you may wake up and just say, thank you that today my back doesn't hurt, that I've had a good night's sleep. Each time you affirm that, you are bringing yourself into now which helps to let go of the focus, which is often a habit of looking back and thinking about what has happened in the past or what's happened to someone else. It might happen to me and what if and so on until you get yourself overwhelmed by worry. One of the things which I've noticed, particularly through this period of, of challenges, is that it has triggered often for many people old suppressed um, emotions and fears which have never been dealt with. So we all go through struggles in life and challenges in life. And sometimes we just have to work through them. Sometimes we have to be strong at that time and often they get suppressed. But when everything has been taken away from us as it has in the lockdown or a lot of things have, so you have more time on your own. You're thinking, well, so what am I going to do today? Often you start to find that you can feel lonely. You could feel not listened to. You could feel unimportant. You could feel a sense of loss, which may be connected to grief of when you've lost someone in life. So I think that what is a good thing to do is rather than looking at what we've been through has been how awful, I think we can also look at it as saying, I also have gratitude for the gift that it's given me because the gift is it's made you very aware of what is important to you how many of you for instance are looking forward to a hug how many of you are looking forward to someone just touching you how many of you are looking forward to just being able to see physically some of the family or loved ones again you know you start to realize what the people that lift you and the people that just want to dump on you and it makes you realize how important it is to feel you have a choice and to start putting boundaries in place so you don't have to be there for everyone. Because for most of you that will come on to this um, time to listen to this, you all have a desire to be needed in some way. You have a desire to serve mankind, to help others, because it gives you a sense of purpose. It gives you a sense of being appreciated. But also, I think what it does is for many, we have given and given and given to everyone else. But when someone says, what about you? We have visibly stood back and said, no, no, it's not about me. I want to give something to you. So this time is actually, some of us have been forced to, to do things for you. For me, I started doing paint by numbers because I never, I'd always been too busy to do that, but I found it very relaxing and very inspiring to do it. For many I've known have taken up an instrument um, neighbors have moved out but apart from that it's fun playing the instrument but it's you may have just found that there's something new 
you have started, which has been a gift as a result of the extra time that you've had. Now, there's also been a feeling of stepping out into this environment. There are lots of people who will not know how to cope with being set free. So you may find that you want to take small steps. You want to may just, just go for a small journey, a short journey. You may want to go somewhere where it's relatively quiet. You don't have to feel that you have to be around lots of people to feel connected. And I want you to also think about this. When we think about the people we connect with, when you connect with people either physically, whether someone sends a text you or an email to you, it all has energy. Now, you may have noticed this already. I know that if I'm tired and I receive an email late in the evening from someone who's quite needy and they have issues and I read through it, within minutes I can feel a weight across my shoulders and a tiredness and a weariness which I know is not entirely mine. And I know it's because my boundaries are not set in place as strong and I know then that how easy it is to unconsciously pick up on someone's neediness or weariness and it is possible for all of us to do that without realizing so i want you to know the first thing to know is that feeling of when you feel peaceful when you feel calm and when you feel a happiness and joy because when you know that's your feeling and something changes you think well is that really mine where did that come from and I want you to think about this. How does this picture that I hold up to the screen make you feel? So when you see that image and the energy from that, it probably makes you recoil and think, my goodness, I felt that. I've, how many times do you know or can remember times when you've been in the presence of someone who was angry, upset, and to know that even someone just in the room carrying that emotion can have an impact on you. Now, if you're feeling that and you're around someone who is not maybe expressing that anger, but is holding it in and you're feeling uncomfortable, honor that feeling, honor that sensitivity because your intuition is where your greatest wisdom is coming from. And it will be telling you, just step back, just watch yourself, turn to one side, don't get caught up listening to this person pouring out all their poor old me's and how awful everything is. Make your excuses, go to the, go to the bathroom, go and get a cup of tea, anything. Um, but just feel that you have a choice because the more times and the more choices you feel you have, the more empowered you come and also the less you start to attract that into your life. Now, the next picture I want you to, to show is this. If you look at that picture, how does that make you feel? So now you start to see that even what you look at, whether it be online, the pictures you have in your home, and where you go to when you do go out, what are you going to choose to put your attention on? Is it someone who just brings a smile on your face because of this little girl's contentment at something so simple? Or will it be? just to appease someone else who is demanding to see you, yet are full of that. It is your choice. But also you can use that in a very advantageous way. When you are thinking of going out and maybe you have worries and concerns about that, 
maybe you're just anxious about just going out for that first drive or just being amongst a busy shop. What you can do is think, uh, this is very unique to each person, by the way. You start to just maybe look around your home and find a picture, a photograph, and it can be a picture which you could take offline, or a photograph of when you look at that photograph of someone, it just gives you that warm feeling in your heart. Now, it may be a child, it may be a grandchild, it may be someone who you are very close to, it may be just a character, a, pers a personality which always made you laugh when you watched them on TV. It really doesn't matter. But if that person, when you look at them, gives you that warmth or makes you smile, everything within you energetically has changed and also your aura has changed as well. Now, what you can do is use that as a really powerful tool. You can start to have a few images on your mobile phone, like a screenshot or something you can access quickly, or a photograph of someone who you feel is very, you always feel safe around, very empowered about. And you could take that photograph and put it in a pocket. You could put it in your handbag. You could have it on your phone as well. But every time you touch that photograph or every time you look at it, if you are in a situation where you're feeling nervous and then you look at a picture or photograph that makes you feel warm or strong or safe, you can't be both opposite emotions at the same time. You can't be scared and yet happy at the same time. You can't feel vulnerable and yet empowered at the same time. So you all have unique and personal resources like that in your life which can help you. I once had to work with a young man who was going to uh, college every day and he had to make a bus journey to get there. And he contacted me and he said to me, "There, I don't know what's happened, but now when I get on that bus, I am terrified to the point I can't get on the bus to get to college anymore because I have this panic attack. He said, I've never had it before. I don't know where it's come from. I don't know why it's there and I don't know what to do. So I said to him, what music do you listen to that just makes you want to hum along, tap your foot, have a dance, but you just lose yourself in it? He said, oh, I've got a few like that. I really, really love. I said, well, what I suggest you do from the point you get out, leave your home to walk to the bus stop, have that music playing in your headset and have it playing all the way on the bus journey until you get off at the other end because if you're listening to that music which lifts your energy and makes you just full of that empowering inspirational joy and song it's impossible to also be panicking at the same time now he did that and a few weeks later he contacted me he said it's fine i can get on the bus without the music now and i don't even have any of those thoughts come to me it had broken that trigger, whatever was there, whatever was around, it had broken it. And he had done it himself. To me, in our therapy and healing work, it's really important that the person you're working with can do something to help themselves. As soon as they do something to help themselves, something massive has changed because you're no longer feeling trapped or vulnerable or controlled by this outside force that might affect you. Now, I also had um, today I asked in my Facebook page if there's anyone who had any questions about what I was going to speak about and there was um, a lovely lady called Sherry who contacted me and she said I was looking forward to going shopping with my husband 
But when I got inside the supermarket, I felt so panicked. I couldn't concentrate. I just wanted to get out quickly. I can't sleep well at all. At all, I have backache. I've got knee pain. I do get very negative emotions, uh, like fears of the future. Will this ever end? Will life be ever the same as it used to be? But I've got more confident in my spirituality. I'm getting answers. I'm getting stronger feelings. So I do think that that could relate to many people. Now, when I think about uh, one of the things that's affected a lot of us has been the lack of sleep or keep waking up at night, I want to give you a couple of suggestions that might help. And also, if you've gone out and been somewhere where it's busy and you fit in as if you've absorbed like a sponge, all these energies are out, are out there and you get to the point where you think, I don't even know what's me anymore. I just feel overwhelmed with energy. One of the best things that you can do is if you've got a bath is to have a bath and a soak in Epsom salts. If you have a bath and a soak in Epsom salts, it's known for absorbing negative energies and cleansing your energies. So it's also enjoyable just being in the bath if you want some quiet time as well. So have some Epsom salts in the bath. If you can do that, you'll find. Again, you have a choice. You're saying, I'm doing this for me. And that in itself empowers you to feel you're able to do something for you and you don't have to justify it to anyone. In terms of going to sleep at night, if people are finding, um, a lot of people find, particularly when you are trapped in any shape or form in life, where you can't be of service or to express yourself, and because of that deep soul energy we have within us, which just wants to heal and to help people and care for people, Often what happens when we go to sleep is that we tend to or can leave our body and be healing around the world or going to the people we care for until you can wake up as if you've had a deep sleep but feel absolutely shattered because basically you've been working all night. You haven't switched off. So the way, a simple way of overcoming this and being able to release that energy, which I've proved over many years has been very, very helpful. And that is you get yourself a special book. What I mean is not just a simple A4 or A5 notepad, but you get yourself a nice book uh, like this special. In this book, I have lots of names all through the book. I've got lots of books of years like this. If ever the police do an investigation in our house and find these names with people where it says bad leg, bad bat, they'll be digging up the paving slabs at the back of our house because I think I would probably get arrested. My little book of names of people with, with aches and pains. And I've got every body part in this, by the way. But the thing about this is every uh, week and through the week, I keep uh, a fresh page I write in the names of the people who have asked for healing, um, people in my family, or it might be somewhere in the world that there's been a natural disaster and I want to send some healing to them. But rather than going to bed and then going off and traveling around and sending this healing, what I do is before settling down for the bed, I will maybe even light a candle, but I will sit quietly. I will open this book. I will ask to be connected to the healing energies, to source, to my guides, whoever you want to connect with, and I would hold my hands over the names in the book. I would feel and ask and imagine these energies flowing through me to the people and the places in the book 
And I may do that for maybe just five minutes, 10 minutes until it just feels I've done enough because I let go of all attachment to it. All I'm doing is facilitating the process. I'm, I'm really helping to connect these energies. And also I then let go. I close the book. And by closing the book, you what you are doing on an unconscious level, you're saying, I've done my bit. I've finished now. You put the book away. It's so good to do something physical. You open the book. You close the book. It's like walking into a room and you're going in the room and you're being this person. And then you close the door and you step out and you do something different. You have, it's like putting on a different set of clothes to do different jobs. And so we often in our spiritual awareness, in our healing, in our sensitivity, we don't do that. We just keep wearing that same sensitive overcoat all the time because we just think, well, this is just me. I feel everything. Well, you can, but you don't want to because it will drive you nuts. I remember when I first was um, developing as a medium, going to the medium who taught me and said, you know what, I've been woken up at night so many times now by spirits coming in and out. I, I can't do this. If this is what it is, I don't want to do it. I want to be normal. You know, I want to be a dad to my kids. And she said, Peter, you have to take responsibility. So the way I look at it, none of us should be acting like we are tourist information open for 24 hours with people to pop in and out, whether it be living people or even the people in spirit who demanding your time, I know what, I'll text, I'll text Laurie. I'll text Sherry because I know that I need them right now. I want them right now. I need to know what they have to say. What's this? I've got this problem. And as a healer, when I get a text coming through like that, or I get an email, it might be on a Sunday evening, a Saturday evening. My first thought is, oh, compassion. I want to help them. I think, hang on a minute. What am I doing? This is my time out. I can't open myself up to this. And you know what? Even if it's someone who is someone you know well, even if it's someone who is a family member who you think, oh, I have to because I am the family member, but you realize actually they never listen to a word you say. For all the months you've been talking to them, they're still telling you the same old story. You will find that when you don't answer that text or email straight away and just leave it for 24 hours and then prepare yourself before you go into that conversation, you will often nearly always find the person says, it's all right now. It's being sorted out. I phoned up someone else instead. Or I managed, I suddenly realized what I had to do. You've helped them by not responding and being that crutch. You've helped them to think, where else do I go? And you've also helped to think, what do, what can I do to help myself? You've also taken responsibility to be a true healer and not feel guilty about doing it. If, and another tip here, if you have a family member or a really good friend who you feel you are obligated to be on call for, and there are situations where that is the case, and you have to speak, Sometimes those phone calls go on too long and there's a part of you that's listening thinking, I can't, I can't say I've got to go because she'll get upset and she'll get ratty with me and then it will cause a problem and then I, then it's all this atmosphere and I'll just take quiet and I'll just put up with it because that's what I do. So what you can do, and this I proved again with another good friend of mine that had this problem. I said, when your sister rings you up late at night because she lived in another country, I said, just try, have a notepad beside the phone. And while she's speaking on the phone, just doodle, 
just be drawing pictures, anything that's there, because what you're doing is detaching yourself from all that emotional stuff that's coming out from this other person, and you're just going into an altered space, but you're still present. The most amazing thing that happened, bearing in mind that this lady who'd been ringing her sister for years, and she'd been doing it at least six nights a week and was always on the phone for an hour and 20 minutes late at night. In within a week, those phone calls dropped to three times a week and the length of the phone call went to 20 minutes. And no one had said, will you just be quiet? No one had said any of that. All that happened was there was a gift in this rather than being a problem. The gift was to the recipient who suddenly realized she had a choice. She was able still to be there and be listening, but also she could distract herself and take herself into an altered state so she wasn't taking on all this barrage of emotion. And by doing that, it changed the energy between her and the sister who suddenly felt she didn't need to ring and pour all this out because she was feeling a lot better and calmer. So something as simple as that can be really effective in dealing with those difficult phone calls which need to go on forever. So that is one thing which I think is really important. Now, another thing I want to share with you, and I love sharing tips, I love sharing techniques, but this is a little visualization for you to do, which I found really effective when you want to just remove yourself from a negative emotion, which is starting to feel quite overwhelming. Now, I want you to be a part of this. So what I'd like you to do is... If you've got a pen and paper beside you, just take a few moments and think, if there was a negative emotion I would wish that I'm feeling right now, well, not right at this moment, but I've been feeling through the day or I'm feeling about this situation ahead or something I've got to do, just write down what that negative emotion may be. Because you might find if you're thinking that I have to go somewhere tomorrow and I'm, I'm feeling myself getting anxious about it, Think whether those emotions you've got or the strong emotions, is it a fear? Is it a helplessness, a hopelessness? Is it a feeling of being lost, vulnerable? A feeling of awkwardness, embarrassment? A feeling of uncertainty or insecurity? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's your own unique emotion that's being triggered and it's there and it's real. And it doesn't mean that you, it just means you're normal, you know, that you have this. But what is important once you've acknowledged that is then we do something about it. So, on top of that, you don't have to write this down. Just think also of the people in your life that you think, oh, they're really wiping me up. They're really making me feel upset and cross oh, every time I think about them. So, there's a collection of different things that probably just bug you. So here's the thing we're going to do, a little visualization, very quick, very simple. You can do as many times as you want, whenever you want, but it just see how it helps you. So I want you just, again, just to sit back in your seats. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you just to take a nice, comfortable breath in through the nose again. Noticing the coolness of the air on your nostrils. And as you breathe out, just feel yourself starting to feel again supported. And just feel yourself grounded and held in the seat that you're on at this time. 
And I want you just to imagine in your mind's eye, or just to know that this image is there, I want you to imagine you're stood at the bottom of a mountain, but you've got your back to the mountain. And in front of you, there is a large wooden chest, like a pirate's chest, and the lid is open. Now, I want you to imagine that you can put those negative emotions that you are feeling into that pirate's chest. I also want you to imagine that you can put that person or that those people that just aggravate you or irritate you or just make you feel drained, put them all in there. Put everything that is a burden to you or creates anxiety or frustration or anger into that pirate's chest. There's loads of room in there. Make it as big as you want. You may put all those feelings of insecurity, all those angers and frustrations, all that loneliness, all that fear, all the fear of being rejected, the frustrations at yourself, the thing of helplessness, even any pain you've got. Put the pain in there as well. Put all that stuff into that pirate's chest until you've got everything in there. And just feel that really empowering feeling of being able to choose to put it all in that pirate's chest, get it all out the way and close the lid. Put the big clasp over and put a padlock on it and lock it in there. And now you've done that, you turn around to look up the mountain and you'll notice just behind you facing up the mountain is a little train and a carriage. And you climb onto the carriage and immediately you climb on and make yourself comfortable, the little train starts to trundle up the mountain. And you begin to notice the views around you changing the higher you go. You may notice that all around you there's beautiful red flowers that represent your ground or base chakra of the body, the part of you that keeps you organized, gives you energy, gives you strength. You notice then the flowers are changing, the colors are orange, apricot orange, that bring in creativity, humor, that connect with your digestive system, your gut. It then moves up the next part of the mountain. There's beautiful yellow flowers everywhere you see, maybe daffodils everywhere. They give you hope, courage, joy, upliftment. And then you notice the next color of flowers are beautiful pinks surrounded by green leaves. And the green brings the balance, the restfulness. The pink reminds you of unconditional love, of compassion, of security, being held and hugged, being loved, being appreciated, being able to give love. And then you move up to the next color, which is almost an aquamarine, a light blue, light green, which is about the balance of the immune system, being able to express feelings in a way which is comfortable, appreciated. And then the energy changes, so there's now beautiful light blues all around you, everywhere you look, getting higher and higher. And as you look down the mountain, you can see that old pirate's chest is so small now, and it has all those old energy stuck in there, and you're all the way up the mountain, linking to the light blues that allow you to express your thoughts clearly, to say what you feel in an assertive way without being aggressive, to also to hear the things that lift you, that give you hope, that give you encouragement. 
And then you notice the indigo and dark blues, which allow you to be connected to your third eye, allowing you to have a vision of the wonderful things that will open up for you, the wonderful things that you can now do in this feeling of choice and freedom. And you look back and that treasure chest, that pirate's chest at the bottom of the mountain is so far away, it's kind of a little dot now. And then you're at the top of the mountain, there's beautiful violets and purples linking to the crown chakra, which is to do with inspiration, connecting, connection with your highest self, to your guides, to that part of you that just gets these wonderful ideas and clarity thoughts, wisdom, inspiration, and allows you to feel that you are guided as you go through life. And now you step off that train that's come to a stop and you can feel the air is so clear. The colors are so beautiful. And when you look back down the mountain, that pirate's chest is just a tiny, tiny little dot, which even now it's almost impossible to see. And then you notice on the mountain there is just an old carved wooden bench. And as you sit in it, its shapes fits into you perfectly. And as you sit there, you feel as if you are connecting to everything and anything which is beautiful. You feel the energy of the mountain and everything it represents that gives you strength and that feeling of being solid and strong in your life. You can imagine your roots going deep into that mountain, anchoring you. And as you look out, you can see other mountains and valleys. And you realize that that represents the journey you've been through in life. You've been in those valleys, but you've also come up to the top of the mountains. And you realize that that has been the most amazing journey because it's been unique to you. But all the way along, there's always been the sun which has been shining, which is that times when you have felt guided, protected. So I would suggest as you're there, you just allow yourself to absorb all those beautiful energies. Absorb the energy of that clear air and begin to have this image coming in your mind of yourself feeling lighter and clearer and freer of everyone else's stories that this is your story and you're writing each page just as you feel it should be for you, rather than trying to fit in to someone else's interpretation of their story. You could be learned to be the observer of other things if you need to. You can observe only the things you feel are important, but you can stay detached. You don't have to be emotionally connected to them unless you feel it's appropriate and also that there is a sharing of energy. So now that you are there, you can begin to come back into the awareness of your physical body. You can take a nice, comfortable breath where you're feeling again your body instantly respond to your thoughts. You can feel yourself just connecting and listening, noticing your body and mind and thoughts are one working together. And now as you open your eyes and you have a little stretch, just ask yourself, when you think about those negative things you'd been thinking about earlier on, just notice where they are now. Notice how it's changed. And notice how simple it was to do it. That you could do that exercise very quickly and immediately it changes and separates yourself 
from those things that have become either unconsciously just a burden to you. It's important to realize as well that for me, when I'm going through my day, I do do things which help to balance my energy because of what I'm working with. But also for all of us to know, if you've been out and you come back or you've been on the phone to someone and got, you know, you feel just a little bit out of sorts. If you can, one of the best things to do is just go out in the garden. If you've got a garden, just step out into the garden. And if there's a tree you feel drawn to, just stand and just put your hand on that tree and just ask the tree to take away anything that does not belong to you. Because nature just disperses it. Nature is connected to that universal energy and source. I often feel gone, going through these times we've been through that one of the things that many people talked to me about was they often felt they were going through periods where they felt quite detached or often dissociated, almost as if they were just couldn't concentrate for very long. They were just almost watching themselves go through life. And one of the, and it really worried them, particularly when they had jobs they had to focus on. And I said to them, I felt with everything that's gone on in the world around us, that the energy and the frequency of the Earth's magnetic field has probably shifted very, very slightly. But that in itself would be enough for a sensitive person to feel out of alignment with the magnetic field of the Earth. So the simple affirmation to readjust that, which seemed to make an instant difference, was I would say to them, just ask to be connected and brought into harmony with the healing and creative energy of Mother Earth. And instantly they said, I feel connected again. I feel here. So I think that there are adjustments externally, which we hadn't realized and we were just feeling out of sorts. Now, when I talk about being affected by a conversation or an email or someone who you've been trying to help and you just feel as if you've taken on some of that stuff, one of the simplest things that I was taught by my guides when I was working in Hong Kong, where I couldn't go into, there was no gardens and trees to go to. I was working in a little therapy room, was there was a wash hand, little wash hand basins there. And the energies I was dealing with were quite heavy and quite deep. So I needed a way of cleansing myself in between sessions. So what I was told to do or inspired to do was I would run the water of the taps and put my hands in the running water. And as I held my hands in the running water, I would say, please take away any energy which is not in harmony with my soul. Take away any energy which is not here in unconditional love. And I could feel something going because the water is a conductor. I would visualize that water was taking that energy away and just dispersing it. And I would immediately feel everything would just become still in my energy field. Now, I still do that now because it's very quick. And I used to tell the people in my uh, development groups to go off and do it as often as you need because anything which is simple and quick but allows you to feel you have a choice is very empowering to you. And as soon as you start to feel empowered, you no longer feel threatened by what's outside. And this is important for me. When I, left, when I had to leave home all those years ago, kind of got kicked out. I remember the one I, I was visited by two grumpy priests or elders. I always just think they were just sat there, were so grumpy, and they were saying, right, Peter, we're going to have to talk to you about the things you've been doing which we don't agree with. Um, what can you tell us? And I, I said, what do you mean? What, what do you want me to tell you? So what have you been up to? I said, well, what do you know? I thought, I'm not going to give you information. You tell me what you know, and I might agree to it. Because I could see that if I 
agree to anything. I, I could see one of them was was getting high blood pressure and was getting very red in the face. I thought, God, if you really knew how many things I've been doing that you didn't agree with, I don't know where you're going to last through the evening. So for their sake and for their health alone, I was very cautious about what I told them. It didn't make any difference in the end. But I remember the point when I was put into this empty house and there was just a whole bunch of boxes being unloaded. And these two elders came to visit me after a week of making me be separate from everything in my family. And they said, look, we've had a word of our leader in America and we're going to completely uh, finish everything to do with you. You're out of it. That's your boxes. That's all your stuff. And and one of the guys said, and I have to tell you, without us, you'll end up in prison. And I said, what? You know, where does that come from? I hadn't suddenly become a bad person. Now, when they left and walked out, it felt as if everything I'd ever known over 26 years had been a way of life. Every day of the week, going to church, being in people's houses and interacting and all those things. It just gone. And so the only thing I could go to was I remember just closing my eyes and almost, I can only say it was a prayer. And I just prayed and said, look, wherever you are, whoever you are, and I know you've been around me before, I need help now. I need a home. I need a job. I need people in my life again. And <clears throat> I need to have a purpose. You know, show me what the purpose is. And I remember immediately a response that felt as if um, someone had wrapped a warm blanket around me as if there was this energetic feeling of just reassurance, which I'd felt ever since I was 11. So I, I remember thinking they can't take that away. No one can take that away from me. They can take everything else. But that's my truth. And I realized that my family, these elders, the priests and everyone else, they were trying to get me to follow beliefs and all those beliefs had a doubt attached to it because if someone asked me about it i said look i don't know i'm just told i can't do this and i can't do that i can't eat a sandwich with you because you're not in our church i don't know why it was just beliefs but when i came away and made that prayer and i felt that connection i thought when i talk about that that is my truth and i'm going to now begin to choose to live my life around what is my truth the things which i have physically experienced and know to be true so that way there's no doubt attached to it so for each one of you when you go out into the garden you see a beautiful flower and you just hold it and you just think wow it's amazing no one can ever take that away from you when you've had that feeling that maybe having healing and um, where maybe a pain went away, it doesn't matter whether Joe Bloggs believes it or not, whether your mum doesn't believe in it or your next door neighbor, you don't have to prove anything. They're in their own story. The thing is, you know, it was true. This is your belief. This is your truth. So when we, for us to move forward in our lives now, if you are, if you are confident and happy and you've written down or even remind yourself what your truths are, remind yourself of what you have, what you've overcome, what you've achieved. Just remind yourselves of all the things you can be proud of. And then you realize that it really, really doesn't matter about what anyone else thinks, what anyone else is doing, whether they approve of it or not, it doesn't matter. You don't need to justify who you are as long as what you do is done with unconditional love and with respect and to where you feel there is peace in terms of who you connect with and what you connect with now, you can ask yourself, when I 
I'm with this person, does energy flow both ways? Or is it all about me just giving, giving, and giving? Because if it does, that's not the energy connected to spirit. Spirit is about balance. Everything is flowing. And we know when it's not flowing, that's when we get these blocks and the unconscious blocks and those emotional blocks tend to manifest as a physical problem in our body. So as a healer, I'm always looking to get rid of the emotional bruises, get rid of those external energies which cause blocks, whether it be psychic attack, whether it be someone's negative emotions, whether it is something which is um, uh, of an energy in a home which is unsettled, whatever it is, we need to feel that we have this truth that is your truth and you can look at the things around you and say, when I listen to that music, I feel amazing. When I look at that picture, it lifts my spirits. And when you surround yourselves with that, you'll find you also begin to attract people into your life that respect you and connect with that energy because that's the energy you're putting out. So if you're feeling that energy is not flowing, even in a work situation, if you're trying to do something in life and it doesn't, and you keep saying, I must do this, I must do it because I have to do it. When I be first became self-employed many years ago, I went to the bank for a loan and the bank said, you have to have a five-year plan. We need to know exactly where you're going to be six months a year, 18 months to years. We have to see how it's going to expand and don't ever deviate from it. Unfortunately, if you look at the tree or a flower, it doesn't go to a five-year plan. It grows in its own unique way, but it doesn't mean it's not a tree. It also means, too, that if you put that flower in the sun, it may well grow bigger than the one that's in the shadow. But that's choice. You could stay to your five-year plan because you feel, well, that's what my parents want. It's what's expected from me. But feel that you also can deviate and change when you feel that energy is not flowing. So if something keeps stopping or blocking what you're doing, ask yourself, maybe it's not where my soul is trying to guide me. Maybe I should be listening to that. And sometimes in doing the work that I do here, I often have to, have to ask myself, rather than thinking about what it is that people want, I have to ask myself, what is it they're asking for rather than what I think I should be giving? Because we can get very caught up in what we think we should be doing and what we should be giving. Actually, the most relevant way to stay connected to the energy of being in the flow is to listen to what is coming to you where people are asking you questions. Because that's where the need is. And flow with that because you will find that when people are listening and respectful and when you're sharing, there is a healing both ways. And you will find that you will grow before because of that and also you will find too that you will feel stronger more confident and a lot of the people and energies that have been disruptive in your, in your life will drop away without you having to tell it to go away or to explain yourself not because you have become different it's because you have grown and you are following your journey following your heart and following your story so as we move out into this new energy and new changes which will be there rather than thinking about and worrying about whether it'll ever be the same again in some ways we don't want it to be the same again one thing i've noticed in all of this is we have started to see people beginning to 
overcome fears. Older people who have learned to use Zoom, even though they're afraid of touching a laptop in case they made the next door neighbor's garage door go up and down by mistake, but actually overcome that because the desire to talk to family in another country was so strong that now it is feels they can connect to anyone. It's been a savior to them to be able to feel that they can sit in a room and talk to someone in another country, even though it wasn't their first choice. Also to feel as well that people are started to realize in all of this, that there is that appreciation that you can go out on a walk and walk freely and actually notice what's around you in the walk. Well, I know that I personally used to think I have to get around it as quick as I can because I've got work to do when I get back. And I hope that the dog's worn out so he's not bothering me later on. But then I started to realize when I was going out, I was saying thank you to every tree and bird and bush I was seeing. And I could feel it saying thank you back to me because I was noticing it and I was becoming connected to it. And we have got into the habit over the years of not noticing the things that were there for free. The greatest healing energies are the free ones that are right outside your window and door that just said, I've always been here but you've never noticed it. Sometimes what we feel we're doing in our healing work and sometimes, sometimes in life, things happen not to tell us something new, but to open the blinds and the curtains that we have chosen to keep closed to allow us to see something wonderful we've been looking for has always been out there, but we were so locked into what we thought was important, we never noticed it. So now is the time to appreciate the gift of going out. And if you feel that there is this feeling of not sure how you're going to cope, go with the things that you feel you can cope with. Build it up in baby steps. Allow yourself to take the resources with you that will help you with that. If you're feeling anxious when you get to bed and you're not sure where you can go to sleep or you're about to go out and you're feeling worried, get some rescue remedy, boot selling in drops, and it will help you to calm the nervous system, the anxieties. It's really good for young children to use if they're struggling to sleep as well. One old chap, I, a client I knew, he had um, was struggling to sleep after having been able to sleep for easily for many years, but his wife died very suddenly and he was just lost. And he, well, every time he went to bed, he said, I just sleep a few hours. I'm up and working. I'll go outside and work down the garden. And his daughter was saying to me, he's always waking us up. Last time we looked out, it was four o'clock in the morning. He's on top of the shed roof, hammering nails in, mending it because he couldn't sleep, but waking everyone else up. Anyway, I said, suggested to him that before going to sleep, that he took rescue remedy and had it beside his bed. Next time I saw him a few months later, he said, you know what? It's amazing. He said, I take my rescue remedy. I sleep for four hours. I wake up, take some more, sleep for another four hours. I now get eight hours sleep. And so something very simple meant that he had the choice. He was the one that was putting the rescue remedy on his tongue. No one else is doing it. He just needs to know it is there. So when you can find something as simple as that to help anyone, young or old, then you've got something very, very powerful. So <clears throat> um, I think that's pretty much what I need to share. Just let to see if there's anything else there. I'll just have a look through the questions as well. Uh, any questions at all? Uh, just looking back through there, you're also saying thank you for most things. Uh, so Joan says she finds that you find you detach or remove yourself while in other people's company or overwhelmed. Is that rude? 
I think if they don't notice, then it's not rude. I think sometimes we almost need to do do that. It's a way of actually you are protecting yourself, I think, from an energy which can be uncomfortable and sometimes can be a little bit overwhelming. So when you detach yourself, you just go into that altered state. And I think actually we can get quite practiced at it where we can almost look like we're listening, but we're not really there. Um, so I'm sure I've seen that with clients I've worked with anyway. But I, I think it's a very, I think, honor that. I think the fact that you can do it is a way that your mind has found a way of helping. The main thing is when you step out from that company, make sure you're back present and with it. And to realize there are times when there are certain people, and there may be only a few people you have in your life, that when you're with them, you don't have to detach. You don't have to put any resistance or barriers up. You just feel as if you are one with them. You can say anything, do anything. They don't judge you. They just are there with you because they have healed their stuff, basically. And so that becomes huge as a supportive role in your life. But when you find there are certain people who want to almost pour out or pour over every little thing in your life and are very judgmental and critical that's a time when you need to detach or just turn slightly even cross your arms but still be listening or to put your hand on your photograph you have in your pocket all those things will find that will be very helpful or make your excuses and say oh was that something flying out the window i'll just go and have a look just make your excuses to get out of that energy because then you will realize that you are not stuck or locked into something that is making you uncomfortable, that you are learning to manage your energy and to also to feel that you are doing what's right for you. And that's important to do what works for you. And uh, because we are unique, just like the flowers in your garden. And if they were all the same, something would be very wrong. So just be like the flowers in your garden. I always think it's a really good analogy when we come to the autumn time, and all the leaves are coming off the trees. And if I'm working with clients and we're talking about letting go, I say, just look outside and realize that nature is just letting go. And it's not dying. It's actually preparing for new growth and for new beginnings. So that means that you yourself can also let go of those things that actually take more effort to hold on to than anything else. But as you put all the effort into holding on to things which you think give you security, but actually become a heavy weight, you're actually stopping the new opportunities and the new growth. So if you look at nature, it will guide you very much about how we also can live in balance in this life as well. So I hope that's um, good for you. If there's anything else I need to share at all, um, I think I've shared with you the pictures, the daily invocation that you've got. I did the visualization with you. Um, I think that uh, if there's anyone interested in any of those things, please just message me. I'm happy to share uh, with you as well. But thank you all very much for listening, for being here. And I really hope that out of it, you pick on the things that really resonate with you. And, uh, and also just to know that I'm proud of you all. <laughs> I think that you're just all amazing I, I it, to me this journey we can be on we are so um we are so gifted with so many resources and people and what laurie's doing to have this help and support and guidance it's been absolutely extraordinary and and so thank you laurie and thank you all uh for being here peter Thanks. absolutely brilliant thank you so much i thoroughly enjoyed that went with the meditations which is actually quite good for me because i am the world's worst meditator i 
People say, going to this meditation, I'm just like, yeah, no, I've, I've, got, I've gone off the boil now. I'm really uh, glad you didn't have that glazed look in your eyes that you weren't just detaching, Laurie, that you were really with it. <laughs> no, I could assure you I was going with it. Do you know, you said something about folding your arms and turning yeah. slightly. Yeah. Do you know the image that came to mind? Alan, yep. Alan Sugar. Ah, uh, yes. I that's interesting. Because yeah. he does that, doesn't he? In his yeah. programs, he'll talk. But yeah. when it's time to cut off, he just turns slightly. It is. Like... Yeah, it's fascinating. Now, you know, you, you start to notice it more and more once you become aware of it yourself. It's, the thing is to use it not in a really abrupt way. You're not just go like this. But what you can do as soon as you turn your energy away so you're not head on. You're not getting the full brunt of someone's negativity or their anger, frustration, but you can still be there and listening. But you also gives you a, a, a chance. I used to, when I used to go to people's houses sometimes to visit them, and if they were like that, I would just point at a photograph and say, "By the way, who's that photograph that reminds me of someone?" And just stop them in the flow and mm. bring them back to something that's relevant. And the more you did it, it was not like saying to someone, just be quiet because this is annoying me. It was just using that awareness to change the energy and make them aware of what lifts them rather than just get into this affirmation of what's wrong in their life. And that and there's a skill in that, something we can all get better at, I know. And even in our own thoughts, how our own thoughts can at times get into this cycle of going round and round something that's bothered us. We think, well, this is my thoughts. No one else is putting it there. When I left my, when I got had to leave home, one of the things I noticed was the two emotions that stayed with me for a while was guilt and it was injustice. And I thought, and I thought, six months after all this had gone on, I thought, I'm not going back. I'm moving on. So therefore, I realised that this was my guilt and my feelings of injustice. No one else is putting it onto me, and it was up to me to get rid of that because that was my story. So that's why I started to learn the healing techniques, which worked for me. Was how could I get rid of that emotion without having to dig it around and regurgitate it until. There was a point when I had to see my father and my mother on their deathbeds about 20 years later. And I went into that environment and I felt completely empowered, completely peaceful. And I remember just hugging them and saying, I love you. Thank you for being an amazing father and teacher to me. And I'm proud of you. Thank you for having me to be your son. And they and the people there did not know what to do or say because they were expecting an angry person instead. They were aware that what, even though they didn't understand where I was coming from, I was showing unconditional love and I generally felt it. And I thought that showed me something that I could still respect their journey and not try to judge it or change it. But instead I had yeah. to change me. And that was my lesson from that. Yeah. How interesting. That's a lovely tale. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, everybody uh, who has been watching tonight have thoroughly enjoyed it and all picking up on the same theme as well. It's so right for this time for all yeah, of us. Really. So it's uh, worked extremely well. And you said something interesting there as well about going back in to normal but finding it changed. Yeah. I've, I've had conversations with people and they're saying, oh, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. And I'm like, it can never go back to normal because you are not that person you were yeah. in 2019. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Isn't it? It's like um, the, the older generation, as, as we would know, I know that I'm creeping up to that now, but they always used to say, 
it wasn't like this when we were young. <laughs> and so actually it's never going to be like that because everything has changed so much in a way this is a similar thing. And we have to adapt to it and, and learn from it as much as we can without feeling somehow that we've got lost. If we go into and remind ourselves of what we've learned from this time, the, th the time it's given us to learn something new or to do something new, we have grown, not got less or weaker. There has been sadness, there's been challenges, there's been really difficult times for many people. But out of all of it, we have to keep coming back to the fact that we are spiritual beings that uh, I was Peter before I came into this life. I'll be Peter when this body has died. That part of me, that light within me, is not never going anywhere, regardless of what happens out there. I'm infinite. And when someone is dying, I'm often asked to try and help them. All we can ask for is to help them to be at peace and to help the people around them to be at peace, because that helps this transition of a journey that we're going through these transitions to be smooth and also to feel completely comfortable for us all. To me, it's like even now what we're going through and coming out is like coming out the chrysalis and being the butterfly. We don't ever have to go back into being the chrysalis. We've been reborn, and it's important to realize that butterfly has perfectly paired wings. You know, we, that's about balance. And yeah. so we have to allow ourselves to realize that we are free. And sometimes the lockdown, one of the lessons from that, and, have, and to, to bear in mind, a lot of us have been locked down way before the lockdown. We felt locked down in relationships, in marriages, locked down in our jobs, locked down with our health, all those lockdowns. But whatever it's been, our minds and awareness, and there are ways where we can feel liberated and free from that, whatever is going on. So for me, that is the gift that this has given us. Very true. Very true. Peter, sir, again, <clears throat> greatly indebted to you for giving us uh, your time and sharing your knowledge and the meditations, absolute bonus. So really wonderful. Thank you, everybody at home for joining us tonight. Thank you, everyone. It's been lovely to have you here. Thank you for coming on. And feel free to contact me if you want any of the things we shared. I'm happy to pass them on. Yeah, I have posted uh, links to your website and to your yeah. Facebook page thank for people you. in the comments column. Lovely, thank you for that. Pleasure. Uh, next week's Lyceum Night is going to be an interesting one. We have a panel of five people speaking, and it's going to be on this age-old question of we've got to get the youngsters into spiritualism. I came into spiritualism in 1976, and they were saying that, and today in 2021, it's still being said. So we've got quite a cross-section of generations who are spiritualists, and some are running spiritual centres and churches from across all the generations, just to have a little get-together and a talk and an open and honest debate of so we need younger people into spiritualism, number one. Is that already happening? and we're not being mindful of it. Number two, have we actually said to these young people, I know I sound so old when I say this, <laughs> have we actually, you know, discussed with the different generations, okay, what, what do you want from spiritualism? So it's going to be an interesting evening, um, and that's next Wednesday at 7 p.m. So in the meantime, everybody, have a wonderful evening. Take care. Thank you so much for being with us, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, good evening, everyone. Thank you.